0: Well, good morning. morning. Welcome to the house of the Lord. Great to have you worshiping with us today. Just want to share a few things before we begin. Today's flowers have been placed by Sandy Foster and family in loving memory of Rich Foster. I uh, wanted to say we had a great time kayaking this weekend. There was the youth trip on Friday. And then we had the men's trip yesterday. It was a very vigorous course full of challenges, and uh, it was very good. And uh, led to some good team building with the guys. It was beautiful weather that the Lord blessed us with. And so I just wanted to thank Dave for uh, organizing that and uh, uh, encourage you to uh, join us the next time. Uh, Also, Senior Bulletin, volunteers will be delivering Meals on Wheels this week. Thank you to all Quentin Baptist volunteers. Uh, Today at 1130 we'll have our uh, Sunday school time. Tonight at 630 is our youth group and the youth group will be doing water games. So encourage all the teens to come with uh, swimsuits and towels and ready to to get wet. Uh, Monday there's a a number of meetings. Uh, There's the nominating committee meeting. An education wing at 6 o'clock. There's also a fellowship committee meeting tomorrow uh, at 6, and then a trustee meeting at 7. We're just going to do all our meetings in one night. There you go. Uh, Tuesday, quilters. Wednesday, men and women's breakfast at Shabani's and prayer meeting in the evening. Uh, there is a note of appreciation from the Curridan family. We encourage you to read that in your bulletin. You'll also see that there's going to be a meeting today after church for Olympians. And uh, this has been a really uh, booming ministry in the last year or two is coming back from COVID. We've seen more kids coming out to that. We certainly uh, hope that there'll be some kids from Bible school and from the camps coming back to that this year. Uh, so if you're able to help us out, uh, again, there's going to be a quick informational meeting right up front here uh, in, in the front with, uh, with Cindy. So we encourage you to, uh, to stay for that meeting before you leave or, or head over to Sunday school. Uh, Pastor Jay will be beginning an eight-week guitar class. Uh, there's a sign-up sheet in the foyer for that. Uh, he's not with us this morning because he's preaching down at First Baptist Woodstown. Uh, so we're uh, thankful he has that opportunity. And then CEF is having their second annual hoedown on September 8th. Uh, there's more information about that in the foyer uh, as well. All right, let's uh, ask the Lord to bless our service today. Lord, we thank you for this, uh, uh, this weekend here in August. We thank you, Lord, for all the things that you are doing, all the different ways that you're working. We thank you, Lord, for the summer. We thank you for uh, some uh, nice days, beautiful days, longer days, chance to get outside and do things together as, as families and as a church family, too. Uh, Lord, we thank you that we could meet here this morning. We ask your blessing on this entire service. We ask that you'll bless our our worship, that you would bless the preaching of your word. We pray that you would be with all the uh, uh, children's workers, Sunday school classes. We pray you'll bless the the Olympians meeting uh, after the service. And Lord, that you would just meet with us. We ask, Lord, that you would fill this place with your spirit. We pray, Lord, that you would draw us closer to you in this hour and that, uh, Lord, uh, you would be glorified and we would be uplifted as a result. We ask that you'd bless our service now in
1: Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning. It's good to be here with you. And uh, as you can see, for thank, first of all, I want to thank you all for your prayers and uh, those sent cards as well uh, for my little heart and in- fun a little bit a couple weekends ago. But as you can see, I'm back healthy again, and I was able to lead kayak trips this weekend. So uh, I appreciate that. I thank you. Uh, also, thank the Lord for his healing. So let's get together and uh, stand, and we'll sing how we have our victory in Jesus. 499. Praise the Lord. You may be seated.
0: And Lord, we thank you for your love. We thank you that your love uh, lifts us out of the pit, lifts us out of darkness, lifts us out of our, our sin and brokenness, and Lord puts us on standing with you. Uh, we thank you for uh, what your love costs. It costs Jesus coming to earth, dying on the cross for our sin. And we thank you, Lord, that his love lifted us up at salvation and his love continues to lift us up when we're down. We can continue to rely on your love uh, and to look to your love to help us in times of trouble. Lord, we love to boast of your love today and we do that through our praises, we do that through your prayers. And we pray, Lord, that those who are experiencing difficulty, those who are uh, lost, those who are struggling would experience that love of Jesus Christ today. Lord, we pray this morning for, for Gail Brown. We thank you, Lord, for the good report that she got from the doctor. We thank you, Lord, that she's out of uh, the boot and in a cast. We thank you that she can uh, put weight on her foot now, and we pray, Lord, for uh, continued healing for her, for her ankle and for her foot. We also pray for this need she has with the abdominal pain. We pray, Lord, that she can get the surgery scheduled soon that she needs and that Uh, Lord, you would work out this uh, blockage that she has. Uh, Lord, we just uh, pray for Gail and uh, pray, Lord, that she would experience your peace and your love as she goes through this time of uh, uh, physical illness. Lord, we pray for uh, Isabel, Betty, and John's sister in the passing of her husband, Butch. Uh, Lord, we thank you for easing Butch's suffering. Uh, We pray, Lord, for just every spiritual mercy on Isabel and the family, we pray that you would be with them in their grieving, that you would give them comfort. And uh, Lord, we just uh, uh, pray that you would draw her close to you. Lord, we pray for, uh, for Sarah Jane's sister, Betty, who was in the hospital this week. We pray, Lord, that she would receive good care and that, uh, Lord, you would be with the family as they try to make good medical decisions for her. We also pray for, for Bob Kiker. Uh, who cut his finger down to the bone this weekend and had to be in the hospital. Uh, Lord, we pray for uh, rapid healing of his finger. We pray, Lord, for uh, everything to work out with the stitches that he got. And, uh, Lord, help him with the pain. Help him with uh, uh, just everything with the situation. And, Lord, we just pray for rapid healing for Bob. Lord, we pray for uh, also the family of, um, of Joy Brooks, as they mourn the passing of her sister, Dawn Gillette. Uh, We pray, uh, we thank you, Lord, that uh, Dawn was able to experience a homegoing. Lord, that she's experiencing heaven now. But we pray, Lord, that you would be with the family as they weep. (coughs) We pray, Lord, that you would just give every spiritual comfort and mercy there and be with Joy's family back in Australia and New Zealand. We pray uh, for them especially this morning. Lord, we pray for uh, Rosie's brother Chuck once again as he had that, A scan done and uh, found that the cancer had spread throughout his body. Lord, uh, we know this is not the result that they wanted. Uh, We pray that you would uh, be with Chuck during this uh, uh, difficult time. And Lord, we pray for him spiritually. We pray, Lord, that you would do a a work there. Uh, We pray, Lord, that he would be open to the gospel. And uh, Lord, just uh, uh, pray you would work in Rosie's family to bring people to yourself. Lord, we pray for uh, Ratha Plummer this morning as she continues to uh, recover from her fall. We pray for the family as they look into uh, long-term care and make decisions for her. Lord, we pray for this BCS student who's having uh, heart surgery uh, this week. Uh, we pray that that surgery would be successful. We ask, Lord, that you would be with the surgeon who's performing the surgery, that you'd give them their best day. And uh, Lord, we pray for healing for this student lord we uh, do pray for uh, Pastor Jay as he 's uh, filling in down at Woodstown this morning. We thank you that he could uh, fill in to let the pastor have a, a vacation and Lord, we pray that you'd be with Jay even now as he 's probably getting ready to uh, to come to the pulpit there and preach. We pray you would anoint his lips and uh, Lord uh, his message would be well received there Lord, we pray for the the situation in in Maui and in Hawaii and uh, Lord just uh, seeing the devastation there is so Heartbreaking, uh, Lord, we think of all those who uh, lost family members. We think of those who lost their homes, lost their businesses, uh, lives in upheaval. Uh, Lord, we just uh, pray that you would provide where needed. We pray you would provide uh, uh, counsel, provide spiritual, emotional healing, as well as uh, physical healing. And we pray that you would help that uh, community rebuild. Uh, Lord, I also saw that uh, Samaritan's Purse is is there, they're on the ground, they're already trying to work with families and give out supplies and uh, all the things that Samaritan's Purse does, and we know they do it for the sake of the gospel, and so be with Samaritan's Purse and other uh, pastors, chaplains, uh, ministry leaders who are there in Hawaii. Lord, give them uh, open hearts, open doors for the gospel to spread while they take care of needs. We uh, pray, Lord, uh, again, praise you for... uh, Uh, answered prayer for the uh, the kayak trips this weekend Uh, and again lord we pray that you would continue to uh, give the youth group uh, good times together we pray that you'll give them a good time at the water games tonight and that uh, lord you would just uh, build the relationships there Uh, lord we want to see our our young people and our youth uh, uh, become shining stars for you and their generation and we pray lord you would continue to grow them we also pray for our men's ministry, and uh, Lord, continue to build relationships there. We thank you for uh, guys getting to know each other, and we pray that uh, our men's ministry will continue to have uh, events and outreach that will help the men of the church. Uh, we pray for the ladies. I know they're looking to, uh, to start Bible study again soon and start things up in the fall. We pray for uh, the ladies' ministries of the church as well, as well as the, the Bible studies and quoting and that takes place. Lord, we pray for our Missionary of the Month chosen people. We pray, Lord, that they would have a good outreach. Bless them this summer as they're uh, doing tracks and doing services. And, uh, Lord, just give them a great impact in New York and Israel and uh, other places where they have their uh, conferences and ministry set up. Lord, we ask that you would bless the remainder of our service now in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Let's continue in song as we stand together and sing hymn number 90 and the children will be dismissed between the hymns for Children's children's Church. 63, Rock of Ages.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Scripture reading today is found in Acts chapter 16. We'll be in Acts 16, beginning in verse 1, reading down through verse 5. Acts 16, verse 1. Paul came also to Derbe and to Lystra. And a disciple there named Timothy, the son of a Jewish woman, was a believer, but his father was a Greek. He was well spoken of by the brothers at Lystra and Iconium. Paul wanted Timothy to accompany him, and he took him and circumcised him because of the Jews who were in those places. They all knew that his father was a Greek. As they went on their way through the cities, they delivered to them for observance the decisions that had been reached by the apostles and elders who were in Jerusalem. And so the churches were strengthened in the faith, and they increased in numbers daily. You know, wouldn't it be nice to have an assistant? You know, and uh, not just any assistant— When an assistant who was a lot like you, was interested in the same things as you, was good at doing the same things as you, maybe even had some of the same mannerisms as you. Like your own personal mini-me, right? Wouldn't that be fun? Uh, It's like they're the same person as you, just maybe, you know, a little smaller, maybe a little younger. This mini-me could help you with your work. This mini-me could help you to get things done. Uh, Some adults have children who are like their own mini-me. You know, they look or act a lot like mom. They look or act a lot like dad. Uh, I'm just curious here. Any parents want to admit to having a a, a mini-me? Okay, so yeah, okay, good. A couple here, a couple there, good. Uh, J. Crew, the fashion store J. Crew has really taken advantage on this. Uh, they now have a mini-me shop where you can buy clothes for, for you and your mini-me, right? Just think how cool you and your mini-me could look. All right, well, I bring this up today because we're going to look at Paul's mini-me. You know, Paul had a mini-me, and his name was Timothy. So we're gonna look at Timothy's story today. Uh, we're in Acts chapter 16, and we're down to the last two weeks of our series on shining stars of the early church. And uh, I hope you've enjoyed this series this summer. We've looked at really a lot of unsung heroes of the Bible, some, uh, some guys and ladies who sometimes get uh, forgotten in the book of Acts. There was Stephen and Courage, Ananias and availability, Barnabas the encourager, Tabitha full of charity, Rhoda and persistence, Silas doing ministry together, Lydia and hospitality, Jason and suffering, Priscilla and Aquila the mission-minded couple. Next week uh, while I'm uh, at the beach, uh, Pastor Jay will be finishing the series by talking about Onesimus Uh, and that'll be our, our shining stars. But today, we want to talk about Timothy and shining in a legacy of faith. Uh, A legacy of faith is is just that. It's the faith being passed down. When we were talking about uh, a vision for our church, legacy was one of the key words that we talked about. We want to be a church that passes down the faith to the next generation, that they would pick up that baton of faith and run with it. And so that's exactly what Timothy does. We first read about Timothy in Acts 16. Paul's on his second missionary journey, and he's in an area called Lystra. Lystra is in Turkey, and Lystra was a military outpost, had a large number of Roman soldiers. It's a courageous thing that Paul wanted to go back to Lystra. Because you know what happened to Paul the first time he was there? They tried to stone him, obviously unsuccessfully. But here Paul is back there again. And of course the Lord has a purpose in it. It's in Lystra that Paul met Timothy. Timothy lived in Lystra. The name Timothy means in God's honor. So it's a very, very good name. Timothy is around 18 years old at this time. He's a young man and he was part of a legacy of faith. Timothy was the son of a Jewish believing woman, but his father was not a believer. 2nd Timothy 1:5 tells us all about his faith. It says, I'm reminded of your sincere faith. A faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice and I'm sure dwells in you as well. So before we talk about how Timothy shined for God, we've got to talk about Timothy's mom and grandmother. Because the only reason that Timothy shined for God is because of his mom and his grandma. Grandmother Lois had a great faith in the Lord Jesus. She was a godly woman. She trusted in Jesus, and she lived out her faith. And then Lois passed on the faith to her daughter Eunice. Eunice believed that Jesus was the Son of God. Eunice accepted Jesus as her Savior. She lived in devotion to the Lord. So you have Lois, and then you have Eunice, and then passes down to to Timothy. And you know, this is what we desperately want for our kids, that they would have their own faith. Not just, you know, that they would come to church, not just that they would be, you know, good religious people, but that Jesus Christ would be real in their life. That our children, that our young people would have their own (coughs) experiences with God. That everything would just click for them. They would see their sin need and give their hearts to Jesus. That's what we want. Oh, how we want that for our kids. And you know, it takes good examples for that to happen. Timothy's mother and grandmother walked with the Lord every day. Their faith was real. They had a genuine love for Jesus. And Timothy saw it. Timothy knew it. Timothy saw the example of two sincere Christians every day of his life. You know, there was no phoniness about their faith. No one knows better than a child whether their parents' faith is real or not. It's like kids have a phony faith detector. You know, they're always watching you. They're always looking at you, seeing what you do. And so Timothy, he didn't see any phoniness in Lois or Eunice. He saw a sincere faith. Lois and Eunice loved Timothy and the Lord. They showed the Lord's kindness to him. Lois and Eunice's influence was so strong it was stronger than that of an unbelieving father godly impact of parents and grandparents can clearly be seen in the life of Timothy you know you may be here today parent grandparent and think you know uh, I'm not having much of an influence but you are you are Lois and Eunice were the ones that impacted Timothy Through their prayers, through their humility, through their their faithfulness, they made a difference. And so moms and dads, grandparents, keep being that godly example for your family. Keep investing in them spiritually. Keep praying for them. Keep talking to them about the things of the Lord as much as they'll listen. Brian Bill writes, The values you leave your children and grandchildren are more important than the valuables you leave them. The values are more important. Part of investing in the spiritual life of your children is giving them the word. You know, what made a big difference in Timothy's life was getting the word of God when he was young. 2 Timothy 3.14, But as for you, Timothy continue in what you have learned and firmly believed, knowing from who you've learned it, meaning Lois and Eunice, and how from childhood you've been acquainted with the sacred writings which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. So the sacred writings. Timothy learned God's word from a young age. He learned about Noah and Abraham and David and the the Psalms and the prophets, and then he learned things as well about Jesus. And these things he learned set the foundation for his life. It formed how he viewed the world, how he looked at the world. It was something that he couldn't break away from when he got older. Timothy was tied to the Word. And if you give young people God's Word, you know, they, they can still choose to sin. They can choo- still choose to follow their own way. But the word will still be there. The word will still be calling them back, calling them back. They can't deny the word. You know, Lifeway did a big study on this just a few years ago. They looked at young people who stayed in the church all the way to adulthood. And they interviewed 3,472 people. That's a lot of people to interview. And they asked them some questions about their church and home experience. And here's what they found out. Research showed the top factor in determining whether a young person stayed in church was personal Bible reading. Personal Bible reading. Most of the young adults who stayed in church regularly read the Bible on their own growing up. Statistically speaking, just attending youth group just attending BBS did not equate with long-term staying in church. It needed to be accompanied by personal Bible reading. They also found other key factors were times of prayer at home and listening to worship music outside of church. And so those were the things connected with long-term faith, personal Bible reading, prayer, Christian worship music. And so certainly we want to encourage these things in our young people. Encourage them to read the Bible outside of church. Encourage them to have prayer before meals, prayer before bedtime, other times of prayer during the day. Encourage them to listen to Christian music. Listen to Caleb, uh, to the CDs. You know, that is why it's such a good thing that we do give out Bibles at Uh, At VBS and give LCDs at VBS and, and at youth group and at Olympians and at other times so that the kids will do it on their own and keep going in their faith. And so that leads us to finally our first point about Timothy. Number one, Timothy shined by accepting the faith. Timothy said yes to Jesus. He confessed his sin. He took Jesus as his savior. And that's big, you know, don't, don't just kind of take that for granted. That was big that he did that. Timothy had a choice to make. Would he follow Jesus or not? You know, everyone who comes from a godly heritage has that choice. They can either receive the faith or they can reject the faith. And, you know, we love it when young people receive the faith. We love it when people grow up in church and stay in church. That's, that's a great testimony. That's what we want. We love it when a, a new generation gets fired up about the things of the Lord. But you know, no one can make that decision but them. Uh, parents, grandparents can't force a young people to accept Jesus, no matter how much they may want them to. It's a decision they have to make for themselves. Young people have to decide with their heart, with their mind, with their soul, what are they going to do with Jesus? You know, Timothy's choice was clear. Timi- Timothy accepted the faith passed on to him from Lois and Eunice. He accepted Jesus for his life. His heart was open to the things of God. His heart treasured the scriptures. And Jesus became a part of who he was. He was going to follow the Lord no matter what. And so, again, young people, you have this choice. Have you accepted the faith? Are you going to follow the Lord Jesus no matter what? Timothy's faith was evident. It says in verse 2, Timothy was well spoken of by the brothers. The brothers verified his faith. They saw how Timothy acted. People knew he was a a man of integrity, a man of the word. They knew he was a rock-solid guy. Two different churches, it says, verified Timothy's faith, the church at Lystra and the church at Iconium. And this is pretty big because we already said Lyconium was a dangerous place for Christians. And yet Timothy had a strong testimony there. You know, in some ways, accepting the faith is very simple. He just said yes to everything he'd been taught. You know, uh, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Yes, I believe that. In some ways, accepting the faith is simple. But in other ways, accepting the faith is hard. I think we need to be aware of this. Accepting the faith is humbling yourself before the Lord. Accepting the faith is being open to letting God have control of your life, when really we want control of our lives. Uh, Accepting the faith is denying our sin, when we love our sin. Accepting the faith is saying, not my will, but your will be done. And that's not always an easy decision. You know, think about some of the different options that Timothy had that really all young people have. Timothy could have walked away. He could have said, ah, this this is too much. I'm not really interested. I'd rather do something else. Could have just walked away. Timothy could have chased after pleasure, like the prodigal son did. Timothy could have developed the love of money and sought money with his life. Timothy could have gotten into a romantic relationship, That would have taken him away from the Lord. Timothy could have overthought it. He could have gotten confused by science and philosophy and technology. We certainly have colleges today that would love to confuse our young people. Timothy could have done what was right in his own eyes. After all, isn't that what everybody else is doing? And uh, you know what really would have been a sad story? Timothy could have become lukewarm lukewarm, not hot or cold. Timothy could have just played it safe, gone through the motions, just kind of been half and half about things. That would have been been different, would have been sad. There's a lot of things that can draw our young people away from the faith. This is why there's so many conferences about why young people are leaving the faith. This is why there's been so many books written about why young people are leaving the faith. You know, I'd love to be able to uh, interview, love to be able to interview Timothy and say, you know, what was it that made you so willing to go all in with Jesus? What was it that you were so willing to fully give yourself to the Lord? But you know what? I think we already know the answer. It was something about the example of Lois and Eunice. It, It was something about all the scripture he heard growing up. It was something in all the things he heard about Jesus that made Timothy want to follow him. Young people today have the same choice. No one's going to make the decision for you. Will you accept the faith or not? I mean, really accept it, really make it a part of your life, really go all in with Jesus. You know, for a lot of people, they grow up in the faith and they fight it. They fight that faith. They may even fight it for many years. Franklin Graham fought it for many years before accepting it. He didn't like the expectations. He wanted to have his own fun. Finally, Franklin Graham realized it was time to stop running, time to stop pretending, and just go for it. Commit to the Lord. I, uh, Heard a short story of Zach Williams on K-Love, and then I looked it up later to get more of the details. Zach Williams isn't a Grammy Award-winning artist. He's had a number of Christian hit songs. Uh, Chainbreaker, There Was Jesus, Less Like Me, Fear Is a Liar. A lot of big praise songs. But Zach Williams came from a legacy of faith that he fought against for many years. He says, I grew up in a very Christian home. My dad led worship, and my mom sang on the worship team with him. We were in church every Sunday and every Wednesday. My parents really planted that seed and that foundation in me at an early age in my life. I hear people talk about it all the time. Train your child up in the ways of the Lord. And they did. Had it not been for their relationship with God and the example for Christ that they were, I wouldn't be here and wouldn't have these opportunities. I wouldn't have known that there was a God to come back home to. But like most kids, we have to find our own way. We think we know more than our parents. And that was the case for me. When I turned 15 or 16 years old, everything I'd been taught, everything I knew about God, well, the world kinda creeps in. I started experimenting with drugs and alcohol. I started running around with the wrong crowd. By my senior year of high school, I was making really bad decisions. I lost a basketball scholarship and found myself jumping out of high school. I thought, well, here it is. My life's over. What am I going to do now? My parents supported me and prayed for me. I can look back and say, man, how hard it must have been for dad and mom to see me living this way. How can they stay so strong in the faith? He says, they used to pray Jeremiah 29, 11 over me. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for good and not for evil, plans to give you a hope in a future. And so in my late 20s and early 30s, here I am trying to be this rock star. All I've ever done is fall, fail and stumble and fall and hit dead end road after dead end road. Here I was, 30 years old, walking through some of my darkest times because I was trying to figure out what I was doing with my life. I reached the end of my rope. The only thing left to do was cry out to God. He says, I came home, I remember falling on my hands and knees on my bedroom floor, not even knowing what I was praying. I didn't know what I was saying, I just knew I was sick and tired of my life. I was asking God to come and save me from the life I created. I just remember feeling this immediate relief, and I realized I don't have to go back to that old life anymore. God allowed my story to be something that I can share with people to show the goodness of who God is and that he can do something for anybody's life. You know, that, that is a great story of coming back to a legacy of faith. And, you know, if you're here today, there's still time. Trust Jesus as your Savior. Let him change your life. You know, maybe you don't come from a legacy of faith. I know I don't but you can accept Jesus and start a legacy of faith. If you're on the the parent side of this or the grandparent side of this, you can pray, Jeremiah 29, 11, for your kid, for your grandkid, that they would come back to the legacy of faith. Now, there's a second way that Timothy shined. I just want to mention briefly, and that is Timothy shined by imitating Paul. You know, a, a true faith always leads to works. And Timothy shined through good works, specifically imitating Paul. Again, this is where kind of the the mini-me comes in. Paul was delighted to mentor Timothy. Paul encouraged Timothy in the faith. Paul wrote those two letters to Timothy. Timothy was like a son to Paul. Timothy watched Paul. Timothy learned from Paul. Timothy shined by doing the things that Paul told him to do. And Paul told him to preach the word, Timothy preached the word. When Paul told Timothy to go somewhere, Timothy went. And when Paul told Timothy to stay someplace, Timothy stayed. Sometimes Paul had Timothy do some different thing, uh, difficult things. Uh, one of the things Paul told Timothy to do was be circumcised. The reason Timothy had to do that was so he wouldn't be a stumbling block to the Jews. Now, Timothy was a young man by this time, so being circumcised would have brought a certain amount of pain. But Timothy did it to the glory of God. We know God blessed Timothy's obedience because of what the last verse says there. The churches were strengthened in the faith, and they increased in numbers daily. God was pleased with Paul mentoring Timothy, Timothy learning from Paul, and the church was blessed by it. Timothy begins traveling around with Paul. In Acts 17, he goes to Berea in Athens. In Acts 18, Timothy eventually makes it to Corinth to meet up with Paul once again. In Acts 19, Paul sends Timothy to Macedonia to the church in Philippi. And then the last mention of Timothy is in Acts 20 when he goes to Troas in Turkey. You know, what's interesting is Paul never gives us any stats on Timothy. How many people did Timothy save? We don't know. Uh, How many uh, people did Timothy baptize? We don't know. How many churches did Timothy start? We don't know. Paul doesn't tell us these things. Salvations, baptisms, numbers belong to the Lord anyway. Paul seemed more impressed with Timothy's character than his performance. Character matters. Paul gives compliment after compliment about Timothy's character in those letters look at look at some of these compliments here first uh, corinthians 4 17 because i've sent timothy to you who is my beloved and faithful child in the lord who will remind you of my ways which are in christ as i teach everywhere in every assembly calls him his beloved and faithful child another compliment first thessalonians 3 2 i sent timothy our brother and god's co-worker in the good news of christ to establish and exhort you in the faith. Right? What, what could be better than being a brother and co-worker in the good news of Christ? There's more, Philippians 2.19, I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you, that I may be cheered by news of you, for I have no one like him, concerned genuinely concerned for your welfare, for they all seek their own interests and not the interests of Jesus Christ. But you know Timothy's proven worth. How as a son with a father, he served me in the gospel. Right? Wow, God. (laughs) More compliments. No one like him. Genuinely concerned for your welfare. Proven worth. Paul couldn't be any prouder of Timothy. And then 1 Corinthians 16.10. Now if Timothy comes, see that he is with you without fear, for he does the work of the Lord as I also do. Again, we got a a mini-me here. Paul says, hey, Timothy is doing the work that I do. Again, mentoring, imitating, so important, so good for us. And you know, we would love to have those compliments said about us. We would love to have people compliment us, say, hey, this is a person of proven worth. This is a person of good character in the Lord. If you want these kinds of compliments for your life, do the things Timothy did. Be trainable, be teachable. Find some good Christian mentors. Young ladies, find a good godly older woman that you can talk to and learn from. Young men, find a strong godly older man who you can grow from. If you're on the the older side of things, find someone that you can teach and mentor. Paul and Timothy show us that uh, you don't even have to have physical children to pass down your faith, to pass on a legacy. You can have spiritual children that you can invest in. They are your child by birth, but they're your child in the Lord, and you're, you're teaching them, you're loving on them in Jesus Christ. Here's a quick testimonial from uh, Maddie and Melody. Uh, Melody's on the left, Maddie's on the right. Uh, Maddie's a college student. She says, I love having you as a mentor because I felt unconditional love. If you, uh, I know that you think, care, and pray for me constantly. I will always have you to lean on. I love you so much, right? mentoring imitating makes a big difference according to fox's book of martyrs timothy died in 97 a.d he died for the faith but timothy is a shining example of legacy of faith first from his mom his grandmom and then from paul as well all investing in him timothy followed the lord until he died and in order to do that you have to be overcome with jesus whether you're on the older end of the legacy of faith or the younger end of the legacy of faith, it's about being amazed by Jesus. Being amazed by his great love for us. Being amazed by what Jesus did on the cross for us. Being amazed by Jesus' sacrifice, his resurrection from the dead, his care. Jesus' love has to be the motivating factor of our lives. We, we keep using that word faith. What is faith? It's, it's being amazed by Jesus, fully trusting in him. And so does Jesus have your life today? All the way, no holding back. In conclusion, Timothy was a shining star. He accepted the faith passed down to him. And you know, we we want to see more shining stars in the days ahead. We want to see our young people become shining stars in the Lord. All the children in our families, all the children who come to Sunday school and youth group and, and VBS and Olympians, we want to see them become shining stars for the Lord. Hey, the church is going to need more shining stars in the days ahead, stepping up. And so if we're in the older generation, we need to model our faith and train up the Timothys of today. If we're in the younger generation, we need to accept that faith. And so for the elders, the next steps, is there someone in the church that you are training up in the faith? And if you're in the younger side, is there someone in the church that you're imitating in the faith? And if you're kind of in the middle, maybe there's some of both you can do. But may we be a church that develops shining stars for Jesus. Lord, that is our prayer this morning, that we would be developing shining stars for you. We thank you, Lord, for this example of Paul and Timothy, how they uh, show us so many things about modeling faith, imitating the faith, training up in the faith. And we thank you, Lord, for the example of Lois and Eunice, and for the godly impact that parents and grandparents have on the next generation. Lord, we, uh, we want to train up shining stars for you, but Lord, we need you to do it. We need you to be in it. And so I pray, Lord, that you would um, give us the power, give us the strength to train up shining stars for you. Lord, help us have the, the humility to train others and listen to others. Uh, Lord, we pray that we would see many shining stars of faith coming from this church. We know that there have been many shining stars that are now serving in other churches and serving at uh, at different ministries and places. And we pray, Lord, we'll be able to continue to uh, fulfill this goal. Lord, I pray for the one today who needs to take that very first step of accepting the faith. Lord, help them to see what Timothy did and say, hey, I need to do that. I need to accept Jesus as my Savior. No straddling the fence. No standing on the sidelines. I want to be all in. I want to give myself to the Lord and follow him the way Timothy did. And if that's your prayer today, we'd love to talk with you afterwards. Lord, help us to be uh, investors in others and to uh, just see the relationships grow as we develop shining stars for you. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Let's conclude our service today in singing Faith is a Victory, hymn number 521.
0: You're here today and you need prayer, you need Jesus, we'll have some people at the front. You know, it's not easy uh, being a a mentor, it's not easy uh, waiting for uh, your loved one to come back to the faith. And so, if there's a way that we can encourage you or pray for you, uh, we'd be happy to do that here at the front. Lord, faith is the victory. And Lord, we pray that you would help us to cling to the faith. We pray that you'll help us to increase our faith today. And Lord, we pray that we can put our faith into action by being uh, a Paul, by being a Timothy, by, uh, by mentoring, by imitating, by growing. Lord, we do pray once again for those who uh, maybe are waiting for that Timothy to come back to the faith. Uh, Lord, we pray a special blessing on them, and we do pray, Lord, as we uh, talked about in the Zach Williams story, that people would come back to the faith they know. Uh, Lord, Help us to develop shining stars of faith. Help us this very week to uh, see shining stars of faith and invest in others so that they can become shining stars of faith. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen.